Hello and welcome to the FSF Popcast Live Edition. Hello and welcome to the FSF Popcast Live Edition, the show that started a podcast so we could make friends. Yet yeah, the funny part is you think we're joking and we're not. We want friends. Be our friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would like more friends that other people can see, please. Exactly. I yeah, the more- ones. The other ones people can't see, those uh, they get a bit difficult to explain. They do. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we go into more friends and some that we can't see, uh, we got to get into uh, our wonderful show partner, Level Up Sabres. We just hope that most of our friends are speaking English. Anyway, roll that beautiful nerd footage. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to wait? I was going to <laughs> okay, we're gonna play that video now. All right, there, there we go. You go. You guys see it in the show notes, comment section, yada, yada, yada. Click the link, buy the saber, do the thing, have fun. Hit your real friends with your lightsaber. <laughs> I would not recommend trying to hit your imaginary friends with your lightsaber. That may end with your own um, concussive issues. Anyway. But, you know. What are you, you know, very concerned about what you're swinging around to, to try and hit? We make no promises. You never Okay. Know. Uh... What are my I just watched somebody hit themselves in the head with a golf ball. So, <laughs> like, no, like he was golfing and he went to swing, and somehow the when he hit the golf ball, it shot straight up and hit him in the face. I mean, that's just with one time being bad at, at physics. <laughs> no. You know what's really funny is he's an engineer. You're proving funny. my point. <laughs> okay, but being an engineer doesn't automatically mean that you're good at golf. Well, no, but you or should be physics. good at physics or physics. Just anyway. ask Kelvin Cooper, you know, engineers weren't capable of much. So, uh, yeah. But hey, uh, if you haven't already, please do what the banner at the scrolling along the bottom says and click the like and subscribe button on our YouTube channel. That helps us to continue to grow. And we've got some amazing interviews coming up uh, each and every Friday that you guys are not going to want to miss out on. Speaking of which, uh, we'll get into this more later, but this week's uh, interview that that's supposed to air to the public on October 6th this Friday is already up on our Patreon channel. You guys oh, could be sure. enjoying that for right for realsies right now. For realsies? For realsies on our Patreon channel. There's five different levels of Patreon subscription from $1 to $40. Uh what you know, and there's all different types of of things that uh, you guys get to have for your subscription and support of our show not to mention too that we on the the one dollar level uh, allows you to get in on some uh, amas some ask me anything so we're going to be doing some of those here rather shortly too just kind of get out there and uh have some fun with you guys you guys can throw out your questions and we'll talk about them and get we'll to know your friendly neighborhood podcasters get to know your anti-social nerds so uh <laughs> Just don't but, uh, ever ask about the incident. 
We don't talk about that. Yes. Wait, what incident? I just said we don't <laughs> talk about that. Don't uh, talk there's a reason I can't go to Ohio. Not too. Apparently, you don't nobody wants. Ohio. Nobody wants to go to Ohio. Did you? Ohio know? people don't want to be in Ohio. Ohio but, has the highest percentage of astronauts. People That's can't, so can't many people from Ohio trying to get away so quickly they leave the atmosphere. Bingo! <laughs> we got to get the hell up out of here. Uh, but yeah, uh, if, if you like haven't already noticed, on our screen there's also our link to our Patreon content as well, which is at patreon.com forward slash fsfpopcast.com. So uh, please check that out. Be our friends. Uh, You're <laughs> Golf with Fred is fun. I'm trying to catch up on all the comments, and I wasn't going to name names, but that's why we have uh, a John to help us name names in the background. Um, and uh, John says Ohio has the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It also has the Football Hall of Fame, but I'm not cutting him any slack. Um, it's and still they only awesome. have the Hall of Fames there so that they can try to get people to come to Ohio. Because people are leaving in record droves because Ohio sucks. I apologize to anyone uh, in our audience that's from Ohio. Except for Jason. We're bashing it. No, no, no. Not that we're bashing it, but that you're from Ohio. <laughs> okay. That's what redeemed. I would like to for apologize second there, I'm like, for. For a second there, I'm like, wait a second. Pump the brakes here, Haas. That's not how we roll. And I love <laughs> that it's still like the the stupid Ohio-Michigan rivalry literally goes back to the War of 1812. And I think that it's hilarious that we are still talking about it. It was still the Ohio sucks. Yeah. Over 200 yeah. years later. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, and it was all about who could get Toledo. Yeah, we won. They, they got it. <laughs> we won. That's all I care about. You guys get Toledo. Ah, We got the Upper Peninsula, though. I would rather have won. the Upper Peninsula over Toledo. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Even if you look oh. at a map, and technically the Upper Peninsula should be part of Wisconsin. But anyway. It, yeah, it really should. It's yeah. ours. Can't have it back. I mean, Wisconsin got the cheese, so suck it, cheeseheads. So I'm just, I'm just swinging at, I'm just swinging at anybody that we can at this point. You know what's so. funny though is if you go to Ohio, do you know what kind of cheese they sell in Ohio in or in Wisconsin? Sorry, you go to Wisconsin. Yes, you can get Wisconsin cheese, but they will also sell Pinconning Michigan cheese. Well, yeah, I'm sure they'll just sell. Which any is 15 cheese. minutes away from me because it is the cheese capital of Michigan. I think we should set up another live show that's just a like a fight cast where it's literally just Tim throwing shade at all fifty <laughs> states. <laughs> no, there's a couple out there that I really like. I couldn't I couldn't throw shade at Colorado. I love Colorado. Colorado's beautiful. I have an entire month just dedicated to Florida. Oh god. No, we would need more than a month. There oh, that would be an entire like year-long daily live stream. <laughs> Welcome to Florida. From... You have you have entered Satan's armpit. It's, it's literally just top to bottom. Like every the only thing I cannot hate in Florida are the amphibians. They're so cool. Can't I could hate some of them. Like what? Well, I mean, you cannot hate a frog. No, no, no. I was thinking frogs. Sorry, I was, I was thinking more like well, lizards really aren't amphibians. Those are they're reptiles. 
they're reptiles. So, okay, yeah, no, amphibians are cool. We're good with it. We're good with amphibians. That's why I said amphibians, because the reptiles want to kill you. Well, yeah, there's snakes, there's lizards, there's crocodiles. Needles. You know. Lots of yeah, big got... things. Alligators, not crocodiles. They'll... Whatever. They Floridians will fight you on that one. But there's two they're, they're long, they have big teeth, and they want to kill me. They're pretty much the same thing. And I, I do believe that technically Florida is the only spot where there are both gators and crocodiles. That I don't know. Anyway, be. we have a topic today. We do, and it's why we hate Florida. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Florida gets none of the fun cartoons. Yeah, uh, John says, Tim's grasp of biology is proof how good the public education system is in Michigan. Not Michigan, but Nuevo, per se. Yeah, probably Nuevo. I mean, <laughs> we can talk about math, but let's not. So. I don't need to prove how Florida bad Everglades. Sorry, oh. Florida Everglades is the only place where there are both alligators and crocodiles. There's also panthers. You, you can actually be jumped by a panther. Isn't there an entire, like, colony of monkeys, too? I think like, I think so. Yeah. Burpees. It's so. <laughs> is that the? Is this the tea time today? It's talking about the Florida Everglades. <laughs> no, we're talking about herpy monkeys. Apparently, how do we get to herpy monkeys? <laughs> Random stupid Florida facts. <laughs> Uh, if we want yeah, to talk over about here random... we got over here we got some really nice gators. They're big gators over there. Yeah, those are the herpy monkeys. We don't bother them. <laughs> no, if we want to talk about really stupid Florida facts, the manatee, beautiful sea cow, adorable thing. It maintains buoyancy through a series of farts. Yes, it does. I'm when a it manatee. wants to go down, you will see it just go. <laughs> I'm a man. Awesome. <laughs> yes, you're a manatee. You. <laughs> You float via flatulence. I um, love manatees, though. They're so cute. Red beans and rice, yeah. And they're really okay. cute. They walk on their flippers. Anyway. All right, guys. We actually do have a topic tonight. We just, we've been having so much fun mocking things and making fun of things. Um, we yeah. are all, you. we are all drinking our tea because tonight, of course, is our tea time episode. And our topic for tea. tonight is cartoons are for adults too because golly gosh darn it we're tired of people saying that we can't watch cartoons just because we're above the age of 10 that's a stupid rule and i think not it my fault i'm above the age of 10 i tried i tried not to be so time keeps turning but cartoons they're forever they are forever uh and as a reminder the teas that we are drinking tonight all come from this wonderful company called Jesse's Tea House. We have a link for them in our show notes down below. Uh, tonight, I'm going to horribly mispronounce this, and Ben has already corrected me once, but I'm going to say it how I want to say it. It's the Mogonshin. How close? How close? Very far. See, that's the one I tried last week, and I didn't like that one. Okay, but, okay, so it's a Mog Moganshan. How about that? Was that even better? That was closer. That was closer. You're getting there. Oh, I was trying to be a jerk when I said it that way. Okay, so no, how, you were what closer. is it? <laughs> so how does it pronounced? No, that's just about right. It's like Moganshan. Moganshan. Oh, okay, so it's I'm the long I'm probably now. butchering the pronunciation too, so Oh. Remember, so I barely speak English, and that's my first and only language. 
So yeah, so I'm drinking this green tea. Um, That's the one I tried not, last week. Not tasted like spinach. I'm not throwing away my grass clippings tonight. So, meanwhile, I'm saving them. I'm yes. saving them so I can reuse them because yes, I was use told them multiple times. I was uh, told I was doing it improperly last week. If you go back and replay the footage, yes. Uh, me on the other hand, I have this wonderful uh, mandarin peel white tea. So it is white tea where they actually put peels of an orange in it. It's Ooh. absolutely fantastic. You can actually see the little white and orange lines in there. If my camera will ever focus, that'd be great. There we go. That sounds wonderful. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, it really I does. That sounds like a really it. good tea. It is so good. It's got the, the light flavor of the white tea, and obviously that punch of citrus near the end is really nice. And I'm doing it not in my... Uh, kitty cat mug, but in my little rabbit teacup, because I'm doing it in a different style. So, all right, get well, very more good. Steep some more flavor out of it, so I'm very happy. And uh, what one are you trying this week, Kathleen? What was it? I'm not. I, I went back to one of my old teas because it makes my tummy feel better. <laughs> Is it in a bag? No, it's liquid. Gosh, Ben. I'm still judging you. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, All right. Here's the thing. The more you get into, like, traditional tea, the more fun you can have with it. Because uh, I have little tea pets. Uh, you actually pour tea over these guys for good luck. Uh, this is Bambi and this is Thumper. And I also have a snake named Germain. Ooh. I have more uh, in a storage unit down in wonderful Florida. Wonderful sunny Florida. <laughs> but they're great because you pour your tea on them to feed the tea pet. Your, your other tea pets may or may not have come into contact with herpes monkeys now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they haven't. They're in a box in a box in a storage unit in a building. But then again... The herpes monkeys might have taken. They could be super engineered. They could be escaped from science labs. Super monkeys. You know what the best part is? So I was trying out a new stream, a new stream destination for tonight, and it failed. So I removed it from the stream, and I cast to a new channel. And I'm hoping that somebody came in on herpes. At that moment, at where they're like herpes monkeys. What? What the damn hell am I listening to? No, it it reminds me of the 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 simp meme of just like yeah I'm a simp sniper monkey. <laughs> I have to I have to send that in the chat for the dumbest reasons. <laughs> All right, so cartoons. All right. Yes. Yay, cartoons. Yes, cartoons. All right, so that's our topic for tonight. I'm gonna put that picture back up on the screen. We'll leave it up for just a couple minutes. Cartoons are for adults too. I also love um, the happy cartooning font. I did that on purpose. I want, I want like all of our, our things to be in that font now. Yeah. I don't know that that's going to happen, but for this topic, it was perfect. So John says, I ask what I'm listening to every week. Y'all. You <laughs> ask what you're listening wrong. to every time I start talking. Also valid. I do that too. So John, and we I all understand. know that it never stops. So. It does never stop. No. All right, so uh, let's talk about our first topic, our, our first bullet point here, and that is that the misconception that watching cartoons is immature. 
How dare. How dare. Which I think is, I think at one point may have been more valid than, than the animated series that we have now. Because if you look back at this, at the animated series that were coming up through the seventies and, you know, things along those lines, those were very much more slanted at a, at a very younger audience, you know, early eighties, things started changing. But if you look back at like super friends and you look at the, the early Hanna-Barbera stuff, a lot of that was slated for a, a much younger audience. And so you can go, yeah, you're watching this stuff as an adult. Yeah. Okay. That's the mature. And I can almost like that close to being able to understand some level of argument for, you know, saying that it's immature. You see, but, I would argue the opposite because the origin of that starts all the way back with like full on movie theaters where you have the news, the movie and cartoons in between Let's things like Looney Tunes well, and everything true. like yeah. that. And like, even Mickey Mouse was during that time. Yeah, It so. was all for people of all ages. It was just a fun little thing. And you cannot tell me that Bugs Bunny was just for kids. Things like Tom and Jerry just for kids. The amount of stuff that you only understand as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's that epic. was for when you go, everybody. Yeah, well, yeah, because now if you go back and you watch those, there are so many things that I have caught, and I'll even look bring that up to modern day, but even with the Looney Tunes stuff, okay? Uh, watching that... Um, I'm not going to get into too much about it because it, it is a little graphic, but Mickey Mouse with the cheese wheel, <clears throat> you know, yeah, that whole thing, uh, mm -hmm. that wasn't very much not for kids. And, uh, you know, then there's, small, you'll never notice it till you zoom in <laughs> just why they did it. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Okay. Anyway, uh, I mean, that still works that way. Uh, <laughs> Animators are all adults. They're going to put adult jokes in cartoons. Oh, well, well, that's the thing. And you don't realize it as a kid. But as an adult, you look back and you watch some of the things you watched as a kid. And oh, you're like, yeah. oh, oh, the amount of adult jokes that because I I mean, I watched SpongeBob, but I didn't watch SpongeBob. You know, SpongeBob is not a kid. Well, but when I was when my kids were little, it sure was. I let them watch it all the time. I didn't realize till like we were like it had been they've been watching it for quite a while. I just thought it was silly, stupid, you know, because every time I had like sat down to watch it, it was always like, you know, SpongeBob doing a SpongeBob laugh, you know, ah, you know, and, and whatever. And uh, I remember I sat down one time and I was like. What did he just say? <laughs> yeah, the, the there was whole a comment between enhancers. Yeah, there was a comment between. um uh, a conversation between SpongeBob and Patrick um, about cuddling. And I was like, wait, mm -hmm. what? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That got really real, really quick. And yeah, I mean, so yeah, you start watching some of these things and you go, you begin to understand that these are definitely not just for kids. It, and John's comment that he just dropped on YouTube is so but, true. Yeah. Oh god, you know, oh yeah, there's the whole genre of TikToks right now of people going back and and like replaying songs that were popular in the 80s and 90s. Things that I remember, you know, as a kid being played and I never caught it into you know most of these and I was, now it's just like <laughs> I mean, oh. The most commonly played song at like middle school to high school dances, Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. You know what that's about? I'm scared to ask. 
would have been married a long time ago. To put it bluntly, Cotton Eye Joe is when they take a Q-tip and uh, put it in your pee hole to see if you have an STD. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Yes, sir. I I, I would like to quickly sign up for the no thank you list. <laughs> and this is a this is a thing that is played at children dances in a gymnasium. And weddings. And weddings. And like... Yeah, Kevin, you're absolutely right. There are so many. Oh, it's so, so many, bad. So many. There are so many things that, that and we we're, let we're not by. even going to get into the absolute horror that is like Ren and Stimpy. But like even the, modern the day. sawing the logs scene. <laughs> the, this is the main difference between a kid show and a show for kids. There's a big right. difference between like... Avatar, The Last Airbender, and Dora. <laughs> right, which we'll get right. into in just a minute. Yeah. But I mean, even even now, there's still those um, still those references in kids' shows, because there have been a couple, even in Bluey, that I've caught with the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a joke for the parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there was one where the, the uh, Bluey's parents are hungover. Mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious Whale watching! Hungover. I love that episode. Well, yes. I love that episode. It's even It's funnier, fantastic. Like... When I saw that episode, I work as a naturalist in Alaska where we do whale watching. So I see that and I'm like, oh, I was just whale watching. Oh, this is a different thing entirely. <laughs> something else. Um, it's, the... The, it's the Bob Bilby episode. And I only know this because I've watched all of these episodes like 90 times. Mm-hmm. That bingo brings home the the puppet from school and they're supposed to take the the puppet on adventures for the weekend and then put the photos in a book go back to school and tell them what they did that Mm -hmm. and it's all pictures of them using a tablet Mm -hmm. and so they realize that they they've only been using their screens so they they decide that they need to go and do things and they need to have fun and the dad gets out his he gets out his polaroid camera the mom gets out her bike and there is a moment with the Polaroid camera that is the oh man that is that is That's a suggestive because Bandit looks at Chili and then the camera flashes and the the picture pops out of it and I'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> literally yeah. Chili like the garage door opens and Chili just throws the hair back like yes Are you ready for the time of your life and Bandit's just like oh my god yep yep the, the camera oh is on. It, it is. Bluey is a parenting show disguised as a kid's show. That is accurate. I I'm can okay 1,000% confirm that I have seen every episode of Bluey available in America, and I do not have a child. It, it's go. that good of a show. You it really is. You don't need to have kids. You could just watch it. It's also... You know, there's a whole discussion we could have on Bluey of, like, healing your inner child. Because there are so many things where I'm like, oh, that's what I wanted my parents to do when I was a kid. <laughs> Instead, yeah. I got whacked in the back of the head. Thanks. Yay, well, I, also, I also think about shows like, um, you know, like, like Phineas and Ferb. Mm-hmm. Definitely an animated series. Definitely, you know, pointed towards younger people. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, as and we've talked about this with Dan Pavemeyer when, when Dan was on the show. But it, this is definitely made with with themes and 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 conversations that are are designed for adults mm-hmm. there are it's adult humor 
And I mean, not like adult humor, but it's, you know, jokes that are definitely going to go over a kid's head. I mean, because I found myself with my kids were little, you know, uh, they wouldn't even be home, you know, and I'm watching Phineas and Ferb, kind of like what you guys talked about with Bluey there, because Phineas and Ferb was awesome and is awesome. And by the way, it's coming back for another season. They're recording it now, um, which we need to get Dan back on the show. I don't know how I feel about that. But I will. You feel very excited about that because Josh Pruitt's back writing it. Uh, um, That's fine. uh, Then I'm happy with that. If Amber Hollinger, yeah, then I would not be okay. But no, uh, no, no, no. The the crew, the the Phineas and Ferb crew is back. Yeah, yeah. Amber uh, Tornquist Hollinger is back recording, directing episodes. Uh, Dan is writing. uh, Marsh uh, Swampy Marsh is writing. Um, Dan's back to being Doofenshmirtz. Yeah. And he's posting all about it on TikTok and stuff. So yeah, I am, I'm a thousand percent in, and uh, and and uh, Pruitt's been posting some stuff on his socials as of late, uh, hinting about some Milo Murphy stuff. So I don't know if Milo Murphy is going to get involved in that, or if that's just he's just sharing it because Milo Murphy was also awesome and not enough people paid attention to it. So, I'm 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 hoping it's gonna be good. I'm hoping it's gonna be good. There have been so oh, many sure. shows that have come back that literally ruined it. Like the resurgence of the Powerpuff Girls, original Powerpuff, fantastic. Then they redid some of it for a new season and it was garbage. But then you got the opposite of Samurai Jack. Oh my God, Samurai Jack. Which all goes back into the whole like, yeah, it's kind of targeted for kids, but even the original version of Samurai Jack, that was for anybody. And I, I didn't like the spinoff show of Samurai Jim. That was okay. How dare you? <laughs> uh, Ninja Bob was, was just meh. It you was know. meh. <laughs> uh, there are some obscure, was mid. random... What, what was the name of the show? I have distinct memories of a ninja school where it was like legitimately just like a middle school where they were ninjas. Ninja Turtles. And they're not Ninja Turtles, which still great in all forms. Oh, yeah. We could have an entire talk just about Ninja Turtles. I just want to sing the the theme song. You know what's funny is my level of. awareness of ninja turtles is um i know that they're turtles and they're ninjas and they like pizza that's kind of all you need right and my kid has started watching it and i'm cool with that what hang on what okay what what incarnation there's five thousand different versions whichever one is the one that's on paramount plus that doesn't John. narrow it down. They're all on there. John, which one is she watching? You're watching in the comments. Which one are you allowing your child? Because we're going to judge you. Um, I. The middle school. Yeah, 30 just, different animals. It's not an anime. It's not an anime. It was a legitimate, like, American cartoon. And I'm okay. pretty sure that whichever Ninja Turtle she's watching has uh, Rob Paulson. Which, I mean, again, doesn't really. Okay, if it's Rob Paulson, that does limit it down because he's, he's only in a couple. Yeah, uh, I believe he's but, only in the original, and I think he only did a couple of callback episodes in one of the other ones. So I'm, I'm assuming that she's watching the '87 originals. Which if she is, then she's getting edu- a proper education. 
I don't know. It's been a it's been a rotation of Ninja Turtles and um okay. I have no idea what that means, but okay. Uh Ninja Turtles and Sonic the Hedgehog and Gummy Bears. God. Go- uh, okay, that last one maybe not. Uh but if you're watching Ninja Turtles and Sonic Hang on, what Sonic are we talking about? Because there, again, there's many. It's one of the newer ones. Oh, that... Again, totally doesn't limit it. (laughs) Whatever. And John's not answering the questions in the comments, so that's, you know... How dare you? Where are you hopeful, John? But if you're really getting into Ninja Turtles and the Sonic uh, show... Oh, jeez. I mean, Ninja Turtles, for me, was the 2004 Ninja Turtles... Yeah, like, that was that a good was, one. That was amazing. The art style, the the themes of it, and everything. And then they had the the crossover between the the '60s turtles, the '80s turtles, 2004, and then Turtles of the Future, and everything fighting Shredder. It was such a good way to end the show. See, for me, it's it's full on '87 because that's that was what was popular when I was a kid. And I think for a lot of these things, when we talk about cartoons or even when we're talking about movies in general uh, or tv shows in general um you know we're we're talking about the ones that are in our 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 memory banks the things that oh yeah yeah the things that are 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 formulative to us uh in in our younger years and um john says he has to he has to look stuff up timber for me it's like the um the Batman animated series. And just no matter what iteration of Batman comes out, every time I imagine Batman, it's Kevin Conroy. Well, yeah. Yeah. Has to be. And the 90s X Men, which was fantastic and still is fantastic. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Another animated series that's animated, but clearly not necessarily designed. It's made for kids. It was on. Fox Kids Saturday, but definitely had some, you know, some lessons about life and loss and death and, oh yeah, you know, some other things that were, that are above a, a kid's pay grade, so to speak. And I know? think that is one of the beautiful things about cartoons is that you can get away with the heavier topics because it's bright and colorful and pretty and it's not as, it, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt as much when it's got that pretty candy coating. Exactly. I mean... I don't know. There are some moments where you're just crying in the corner because something happened to your favorite cartoon character. But you do make a point with that because, like, taking the millions of lessons you can get from Avatar The Last Airbender, just... It's literally a war. It is teaching kids about trauma and loss and responsibility and what happens during a war. Which is not really something we want our children to have to learn about. But. Yeah, exactly. But but it's a kid's show. It's got cartoons and a big fluffy cow thing that flies. <laughs> yes, it is, so, Kevin. X-Men is definitely coming back. It is, um, and I'm very we, happy about it. We've had the uh, privilege of interviewing quite a few of the voice actors on our show and, of course, uh, the, the showrunners. Um, and, yeah, we're excited. They're excited. And I can't wait for us to get an actual release date of when it's coming because, and I know that things are delayed right now because of the, you know, we just got the writer strike done. Actors are still on strike and 
we're hoping that that gets taken care of shortly and that the actors are compensated appropriately like the writers have been um and taken care of appropriately so we'll see um soon but yeah soon it can't come we can hope yeah it can't come soon enough i'm so stinking excited about that show because it's it's supposed to be a continuation of the you know the 95 series so uh and then uh john says the kid has been watching 2012 tmnt I didn't watch a whole lot of that, so I can't I, I can't say one way or another if that's a good one or a bad one. But hey, if uh, Honor is liking it, then I'm thrilled. And I so, am fairly certain that that's. I'm fairly certain that one is Paulson as well. Is that the the three D one that was on Nickelodeon or no? Uh, it might be. Possibly. I didn't watch that one. At that point, I was going to college. <laughs> Right, yeah. the military, so I didn't have a lot of time to watch Ninja Turtles, which yeah. is stupid. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. When Broadway accidentally shot Eliza on gargoyles, that was rough. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. there you go. There's a perfect example of something where it's designed for kids, but it's it's teaching them about loss and life and and death and all these different things. Uh, <laughs> and if they got through season one of Clone Wars, they definitely oh. found some. They definitely found some loss in life and things exploding. Uh, yes, it is the Nickelodeon one, Ben. Okay, so I do know of it. I know Clone Wars is definitely of one like... of those not for children. Yeah, not for children, but again, yeah. that is like an adult show disguised for kids. It is, like, especially when you get into later episodes and later seasons. Things with like you know Domino Squad and everything. Season seven everything about season seven just the what whole the, what was hard about season seven waves handed everything <laughs> just like you know gestures vaguely all of it <laughs> gestures while while weeping gestures with tears <laughs> but i mean also if you think about the fact that it is anything sure it might be animated but it's also um basing off of Star Wars, and we know what happens in Star Wars, and we know who Anakin is, and is he really somebody you want associated with a children's show? Yeah. What? But then there's, there's so many yeah. other Up things until about just... season six, yes. Uh, past that, it starts getting a little sketchy. Wait, 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 wait. Well, no, he's, he starts to get into the not great stuff literally in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but he's not, he's not slaughtering kids until season seven. Not just the men, but the women and women. children, too. That was episode two. Okay. But that was Sam people. That's different. There's, There's still people. people's in the name. <laughs> but I never saw those kids. I saw the younglings in episode three. In Technically, movie, you still didn't. And then he no, was no. You saw them Master go, Sky Master Skywalker, what are we Master going to Skywalker. do? And then lightsaber. There's too many of them. What are we going to do? Which is also, to completely sidetrack what we're doing, if you read the novelization of Revenge of the Sith, Mace Windu was literally going to make Anakin a master for his help in fighting Palpatine. Yeah. Like, if he chose the right action, Mace Windu would have made Anakin a master. But instead, he cut off Windu's hands and threw them out the window. Uh, Which is why part, Mace Windu only uses Apple products. And that's why, and that's why Mace couldn't raise his hand to make the vote. 
Can he just raise a stump? I thought my joke was bad with throwing his hands out the window. <laughs> no, but no, I, that's fine. I saw Don't your dad joke. I went above and beyond and went, let's see how much worse we can get. John says, side point about Anakin. I absolutely love Thrawn's reaction to finding out who trained Ahsoka. Yeah! Yeah, dude should have worn his brown pants to the office that day. Absolutely. Uh, talking about sidetracking. I love that episode. That was fantastic. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. His master was Anakin Skywalker. And about face and let's do something different. It was, like, it was here. Yeah. It was almost like, and I know we're supposed to be talking about cartoons, but we'll just, we'll just very, very quickly. I just love the fact, because we didn't get to do a live show about this last week. Everybody was off and running in opposite directions. Uh, and so we, we didn't get to do a, a reaction. Yeah, I was at a baseball game getting rained out. Um, but uh, we didn't get to do the live show reaction to Ahsoka episode seven last week. So the simple fact that that Thrawn saw that it was Anakin Skywalker knew what Ahsoka was capable of then because of that. And it was like, I got Let's other things not. to do. <laughs> yeah. Let's not interact. Do not okay. engage. Okay. Exactly. But back All right, to back cartoons. To car with back to cartoonies. Not, not for kids, but for kids. So much of Studio Ghibli is kid-colored, but not for kids. Mm -hmm. Like, Grave of the Fireflies? Not for kids. Ah! Ah! Pain and heart wrench and just tears! Tim, have you seen that I, at all? I don't think I know what that is. I was trying to remember. I was searching the pockets of my brain to think if I watch that or not but i don't believe i have basically after the nukes are dropped after what dropped the nukes oh that sounds lovely so it's like red dawn if but you, animated if you okay. take the poster and like like scale up the brightness you can see planes like b2 bombers flying overhead dropping little little glowing fireflies Thank you. The entire plot of the movie is just there's no good ending. No. No. Absolutely not. John, <laughs> you put that away. Okay. Happy no tree happy friends. tree friends. I, I do and not know what happy not tree friends kids. is. We don't talk about uh, that. She can watch happy tree friends after she watches all of Charlie the Unicorn. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Happy Tree Friends. Doing a Google search. Oh, it's no, I know what this is. No, John, no, she cannot watch that. There it is. Even Uncle Tim says no. <laughs> no, I was not. I was like, Happy Tree Friends. That sounds familiar, but I can't think of what that is. And so all I did was pull up a simple Google search. I didn't get past the, the top main page. I was like, no, 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 no. How about this? Honor can watch it after watching all of Power Rangers in chronological order. Oh. That means she'll never be able to. That's true. Because they're never gonna stop. <laughs> Still going. Mm -hmm. So yeah. All right. So let's talk about the the next point because we're kind of late. We've we've kind of led into we it a couple different times. Forth. Yeah, we've been bouncing back and forth into it, but let's actually hit it head on now. What is the difference between a kids show and a show for kids? And the example that's cited here is the difference between Dora and Bluey. Mm -hmm. So. With my thought for it is something that, like, only kids will understand. Well, not even understand, but only kids will enjoy. Something like Dora, where it's very clearly, like, this is just for a kid to teach them 
bare bones Spanish, and that's it. Everybody, let's go. But meanwhile, you have something like Bluey, where I'm seeing the themes, I'm seeing the points that they're trying to make, I'm understanding the adult jokes. Mm-hmm. I can't. There's no, at least not that I know of. There's no adult jokes in Dora. No. <laughs> not to call out Dora. There's other things like that. Right, but like Dora and Blue's Clues are specifically. And Blue's Clues is difficult because it's both animated and not. But it is specifically, like, cartoon interaction with a small child. Yeah. Whereas that is, Bluey, that is a show for kids. That is a show for kids. Whereas, like you said, Bluey has a lot of parenting advice. And even makes jokes about its parenting advice with the Flatpak episode when Bandit says that he's not going to follow the instructions because he's not going to take advice from a cartoon dog. Mm -hmm. Like, we're all taking advice from a cartoon dog. That's like a fourth wall break. Oh, it is. It's beautiful. Just the the self-aware moment. (laughs) But then, like, there's there's a quote that Honora has actually started saying, which made me laugh thinking about it today. That is totally not a kids' show thing, but it's the "a flower may bloom again, but a child never has a chance to be young again." That is not a children's programming quote. That is not directed at kids because kids don't have a darn clue what that means. But you look at it as a parent, and you're like, "Oh, right." <laughs> Called out by a cartoon dog. Yes, let's not continue that that cycle that circle let's allow our kid to be a kid allow them to learn and go and do and make mistakes and not criticize them for being a human being they don't know how to be a human they've only been a human for five years cut them some slack i've only been a human for 31 years i still don't know what i'm doing like mood it's hard it's, it's a very similar vein to like that comment along with things of like i i mentioned it like, ten times already, but, like, Avatar. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite of let kids be kids, because these are children. I mean, Sokka's the oldest, and I think he's, like, 16. Right. I mean, technically, Zuko then becomes the oldest, because I think he's, like, 17 or something. I don't know. Either way, point is, these are children forced to be adults. Yeah. The whole plot of season one is... Aang having to come to terms with the fact that, yes, he's a kid, but he has adult responsibilities at 12. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say I understand what it's like to be the Avatar and end a world war and everything, but I understand that notion of, like, when I was a kid, my little brother was born, I was 11, both my parents were working, they were out and about doing things all the time, Mm-hmm. Me and my siblings basically raised my little brother. I understood at a young age what it was like to have adult responsibilities. Yeah. And that's another thing kids can connect to. Not everyone is allowed to be a kid. And that's not really a message you get. Why? It's awful. Put him away. What is... Why? So, no. No on, no on Caillou. I just no don't understand why you brought Caillou out. Hmm. Because... I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the other bald kid. Caillou is for nobody. That's what I was looking for. There you go. 
Okay. Although I kind of want to see this. Um, um, where'd it go? Hold on. Oh, where'd it go? It's a parody of Caillou called Darius. Okay. I don't think he would be anywhere near as whiny. Uh, I don't think so. Not from what I've seen already. And that's definitely not for kids. I've I've actually never seen Caillou, so I have no context to any of that. Oh, he's the My whiny. youngest son was into it for a hot minute. Between that and Bob the Builder. Bob the Builder was great. Bob the Builder made me want to go play in traffic. Just because I, it, it's, it was the same with any of those shows of that, of that, that same type, where it was always the same mantra, the same song. Can we fix it? Yes, we can. Yeah. You know, and just like, by, you, you hear that like 12 times or the uh, uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse hot dog song. Oh, and you God. want. No, stop. Stop. So anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I look away for two seconds. And Kathleen's gone. If you can be nice, I'll let you back in and play. I should leave. <laughs> She's like, well, Wait. screw that. I'm done. Toodles. End call. I mean, or should I not say to? <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> a good kid. Sh- exactly. A good kid show doesn't. Yeah. Make parents want to daydream. But I think- the same time, but proving that Bear in the Big Blue House. Yeah. Bear. Bear in the Big Blue House was amazing. I love Bear. We all all have to poop sometime. Still the greatest line ever said in a Bear in the Big Blue House episode. I I do find it so depressing. Well, first off, that's technically not a cartoon. I don't care. Still talking about it. Yeah, it still counts. Uh, But I find it really depressing that they stopped making the show. Because the person who played the moon passed away. And they didn't want to continue it without her because she was the moon. It She's was the pivotal moon. part of the whole thing. That is really sad. We have a friend who had let their nine-year-old start watching... Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. Kinda, oh, Kind of heavy in a lot of places. Of course it's heavy in a lot of places. When Appa gets stolen and Aang literally goes insane with rage and tries to kill people... I would I would do that too. This you know, is actually the, the whole... first time you actually like that's the first time you see Aang kill something. The the vulture wasp flying away and he just like air cuts it. Mm-hmm. That's the first time you see him actively kill something. Everything else he like dodges or like knocks it into water or do something. It, but that's they, what they get up flying. Buffalo. Okay, so I'm I'm also horrible with the names on that show. I've only seen I think I've watched most of season one and some into season two. I don't remember their names, so Ang's but, the bald you know, guy. Yeah, I remember that. That's the only one I do remember. Um, anyway, um, who's Zuko? Due to the scar. Okay, all right. So I do remember him. Okay, so we're watching and there's, and I'm watching and I'm like, how does what's wrong with that kid's face? Oh, he's got a scar from fire, and he's doing you know, and, and all this stuff, and you know, because his dad basically hates him and. Yeah. yeah, learning Zuko's backstory—that was heavy. brutal. Yeah, yeah, that was a little brutal. I'm talking with my daughter because she wanted me to watch it, and our agreement was that I would watch Avatar: The Last Airbender because that's how Dave Filoni got into Clone Wars. Yep, was yeah. through Avatar: The Last Airbender. 
And I was like, okay, well, I'll watch that, but you have got to watch Star Wars Rebels with me. She quit watching Rebels, so I quit watching uh, Avatar Last Airbender. Um, Pick it up. It's so good. This is actually the reason there's uh, Commander Oppo. And don't take his advice. Ignore my husband. I am not watching the movie. My daughter has already warned me 17 ways from Sunday. My daughter loves uh, Last Airbender, and she is so angry at that movie. Like, violently angry. Don't listen to John. There is no movie. What movie? It doesn't exactly. exist. Uh, but yeah, this is how you get, uh, Oppo in Clone Wars. This is why he has the arrow on his head. Because that's his. That's Filoni's little like, haha, avatar. Right. Yeah. And, okay. So the movie that we're not talking about. If you were ever going to watch that, you should watch it before you watch any of the show, so that you don't realize how terrible the movie is. The problem is I would have to watch it with my daughter and she's going to sit there for the entirety of while we're watching it, telling me how awful it is and why I shouldn't be watching it. See, I watched the movie first before I watched any of the show, so I didn't realize how big of an abomination the movie was. Ah, gotcha. Okay. And then I watched part of the show and then I realized how horrible it was. Mm -hmm. Fair. Okay. But anyway, back to the the annoying songs. They they use the same source material, uh, that, you know, Avatar The Way of Water used. Yeah. So with Kevin Tierney says, don't do it, it's awful. <laughs> it is awful. With- I, yeah, it's, this is clearly just John trying to punish me for something. So with the kids' shows, clearly. with, like, talking about Bob the Builder and Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Dora, mm-hmm. and it is the, here's our problem, here's the three things we're going to do to solve it, here's our solution, yay, let's celebrate. That is a kids' show. Right. That, well, no, is... that that I would say that is a show for kids. Cuz that's yeah. specifically for okay. them. Whereas a kids show is kind of something anyone can watch. Mainly okay. targeted at kids, I'm, but like That is no, what I meant. I just used the, the wrong same word. it's the same words just in what direction they're going. So it's the order you can in which use it placed. either way. Yeah, but yeah. yeah it is it is a show specifically made for the little people's. It is for the tiny humans. Because it is. It's predictable. It's comforting to their little brains because they know what's going to happen in the show because it's the same three three things that always happen. They're going to have a problem. They're going to have three solutions. They're going to have the way that they fix it, and it'll be good. And they'll have their happy little song and dance numbers. Yeah. Right. Nice and simple. Predictable. Because it is comforting to... That's why, like... People with anxiety will go back to watching a comfort show because they've seen it before and it helps calm their anxiety. It's the same concept in a a tiny person's brain where you are forming the future of their brain by having consistency and routine and comfort. It's the same psychological aspect. Yeah. And it, it also has its place. It has basic problem-solving skills, teamwork, mm-hmm. rhythm, things like that. Things that, honestly, the parents can kind of do themselves if they're interactive enough with their kids, but that all comes down to a whole other situation of, you know, one of the parents, if not both, having to be home all the time. Mm-hmm. Not the easiest thing to do nowadays. But those kind of shows... Yeah, basically. Yeah, uh, what the Kevin's saying there. Those kinds of shows really didn't start popping up until you had the whole, like, the TV will raise my kid. Right. 
Like, once that came into play, Yay! that's when you started getting shows for kids, stuff that teach them basic things, because and now the parents aren't doing it. Right, well, and welcome. I I'm why you had cartoons on at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so when I came home from school, there was something for me to watch. Right, and I think that is, that is really it, is if you look back at the 80s and the 90s, with the the development of the um, like the TV ratings, and they realized that we have to make this appropriate for children. Children have to have their own programming. Kids are going to be watching these things. That yeah, it, it opened a whole new avenue for kids programming. Mm -hmm. But so, this is also where some people took it like the next step. Like mm -hmm. there are things that they teach you that are basic, and then you have things that try and teach you like morals. Right. Avatar, Justice League, uh, the original Teen Titans, not Teen Titans Go. We don't. I will never forgive them. The eighties were a wild time. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. But there were so right. many like shows where they they understood. Oh yeah, the parents are just kind of leaving the kids in front of the TV. We might as well try and teach them something good. Right. Also, why we got after school specials. Exactly. And why you got one Saturday morning because it was the hey, we're going to encourage the kids to get up and get themselves a bowl of cereal so the parents can sleep in on one day. Here, look, yep. have three hours of cartoons on a Saturday morning. Yep, enjoy what you're about to watch. All right, so let, let's move on to the next section because we're kind of touching on it already. So what are some important life lessons that you have learned through watching animated series? Oh, jeez. All of them? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to wildly. I want yes. an ice cream. Just... <laughs> there you yes. go. Uh, I mean, for me, I'm going to touch on several things. So, buckle in, everybody. Uh, but watching Ooh, things like, like Bluey, healing my inner child, letting myself understand that things could have been different, and realizing, you know, like, this is how the ideal would be, but even the parents mess up. They still try and apologize. They do stuff that not a lot of parents do. So I'm like, that would be great if that actually happened. But also learning new things. Like, I've been doing this with myself of just like, okay, uh, like random games that just pop into my head. Like, I'm going to do this now. Mm -hmm. That's a... F I need... People need to accept that as an adult, you are just as... Welcome to playtime as any child. Right. It is not like an inherently childish thing to want to play. It is a human thing. It's not even a human thing. It is a life thing. Right. Dogs play well into uh, their senior years. There are videos of cows playing with a ball. Mm -hmm. Playtime is important for life, not just as a kid. Not even the going into... playing together is really cute too. Exactly, it just oh. there are so many things. Uh, learning about obviously great power and responsibility from the multitude of Spider-Man shows <laughs> that existed, and the learning how to cope with loss from things like a lot of these are comic book shows. Now that I think about it, that I've that made my entire existence because I, I wasn't already consuming these in comics as well. Uh, but 
the original like Justice League individual animated series and eventually mm-hmm. Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, learning newer aspects of people aside from just the core league during Unlimited was great. The the trauma and trying to open up of Robin from Teen Titans mm-hmm. that all just and understanding again from Avatar just hand wave that entire show just that right. mm-hmm. or but more specifically learning you can mess up and still make up for it you can still be forgiven like right zuko's redemption There's... is still the greatest thing to ever happen to any media <clears throat> ever spoilers shush <laughs> it's over 48 no. hours it doesn't count anymore yeah yeah probably true but yeah john raises a really good point here you don't stop playing because you get older you get old because you stop playing Exactly. Which is why I act like I'm 14. Yeah. And I mean, I, I can't think of like any specific, oh my gosh, I learned this life lesson from that cartoon. But even looking at like cartoons that are specifically for adults, mm-hmm. there are even life lessons for, for the grownups. Like even in Vox Machina, remembering that you need to rely on your friends. You need your friends there. Like the, the whole, um, the whole storyline with Grog and where does your strength come from? His strength's not from his sword. His strength's not from from himself. It's from his friends. His friends are who give him his strength. And it's like, that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. I, I love Kronk. I, I, I gestured to my shirt. Because yeah. it's not Vox Machina, but it's the Mighty Nine. It is Mollymock Tea Leaf. I love uh, Mollymock. Long may he reign. <laughs> I, I actually, my, my newest beta, I named Mollymock. Because <laughs> he's are a they beautiful... vibrantly purple? He's like this, like iridescent-y, bluey purple. He's like kind of oh, periwinkle. That's perfect. He's so pretty. He's so pretty. I'll have to take a picture and show you because he's very yes, pretty. Please. Oh, so, yes, you know, he's I, I'm sorry. You're fine. I look at shows like you know, for, so for for my era growing up, a lot of them were just silly, and there weren't Hi. lessons to be. There weren't lessons a lot to be learned in a lot of the Hanna Barbera stuff, unless I missed it so much and I have to go back and double check them. But I mean. We know, all one shows like from Scooby Doo. Well, I mean, I'm, I was thinking like you know Captain Caveman and Jabberjaw and um, you know things like that because I didn't watch a whole lot of Scooby Doo. I it just didn't it did not amuse me as much as as the other ones did. I would watch it. Don't get me wrong, but if if I could choose between that and Captain Caveman, I was going for Captain Caveman because he just made me laugh because you know he was loud and just always always yelling Captain Caveman. You know, and go for That's it. That's why wow. you like how hamstring brittle. How long That's did it take reasons. you to realize that was just uh, Barney Rubble? Um, today. Literally the like, you. No, could... no, it's the same character. It's just a, he's just got a uh, burlap. They just threw more hair on him. Head. Yeah, they just threw burlap and more hair on him. Is it just like um, Barney's then? Is that the the head we're going with? <laughs> it's, no, it's like literally like. You overlap the, the characters, the feet, the the nose. I'm pretty oh, sure it's the same voice it's like the, too. It's like the Clone Wars, the, the the Clone Troopers. They just put a different tattoo on this one's face, <laughs> but they're the same thing. This guy's got a it's, different haircut. This yeah. guy just doesn't have hair. Yeah, oh. and, and John, I vaguely remember the show ending with more you know bits. Absolutely, yeah, that happened quite often. Or but, if you, you know, so there was the end of Animaniacs episodes with the Wheel of Morality. I mean, obviously. Right cartoons are trying to teach us things but you know i mean i learned valuable lessons through like super friends super friends did a lot to try and teach you how to treat one another and 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 
you know, how to be kind. And, and, you know, this person wouldn't have done these bad things if they had somebody that was kind and you know, nice to them and, you know, all these different things. So that made it, you know, kind of interesting as well. Uh, and knowing is half the battle from G.I. Joe. There was all these there were all these lessons at the end uh, of, of G.I. Joe and Thundercats. And, you know, they'd come walking out and He-Man even, you know, Skeletor would come out and, you know. There's the reason why there's all those TikToks with our very adult topics again. Yeah, that are about <laughs> very adult topics now. Um, until we meet again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so I mean, I think every generation of animation tries to impart a life lesson some way, somehow in in the context of the story that they're putting forward. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and, I, and they approach it in different ways, but I still think it's the same basic principle, just different page, different crayon, you know? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a life lesson, but I got a 100% on my anatomy quiz in college about the parts of the brain because of Pinky and the Brain and their parts of the brain song. Hmm. Like, that was how I studied for it, was I just memorized the song. Right. I also did that with presidents. I, I, I memorized the, the Nickelodeon cartoon um, commercial for the, the 2008 election. I memorized the stupid president's song and I aced my president's quiz in high school that way too. I did the same thing with geography, uh, naming all the countries because of Animaniacs. United yeah. States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru. Yeah. Literally just looping that in my brain. I'm like, okay, it's this one. Okay, that one. Okay, this. You know, or, the thing the, is, is how many people actually have done that and have talked and have gone out and talked about it, and they all throw that. That's one of the things that the common thing that's brought up in front of Rob Paulson, whatever you know, somebody talks to him is like they're like, "Oh yeah, I thank you. I passed my geography exam because of you." Because of that song. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was it was my college anatomy class. It was my pre med nursing program anatomy class that I finished the the parts of the brain quiz in five minutes and I handed it to my teacher and she's like what? what? I'm like oh, I'm done. She's like how are you done? And I, I'm like look at it. And she looked at it and she goes how did you get this 100% right in five minutes? Pinky in the brain. <laughs> you can so thank Rob Paulson. There's so <laughs> many surprise things that you get like oh God, I'm trying to remember. This is one of those things of like you hear about something once, and that's what you do with it for the rest of your life. And I, oh god, I'm trying to remember an example of it, but like you hear it in like an obscure movie or TV show, and you're like, "Yeah, that sounds about right." Mm-hmm. I just do that with movie quotes, so not so much the same thing. But I'm trying to remember. I can't even remember a good example that I can use. I have nothing in my brain right now. When it well, happens, I mean, I, I'll remember. I still quote, you know, until next time and the more you know and knowing's half the battle and all those yeah. type of things. It, I mean... These kinds of things influence us in ways that we don't understand until it clicks into our brain years later. You're like, oh, I do this specifically because of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the the neurospices. Just <laughs> Uh, I learned that if you really care about your family, you should go to therapy and not turn yourself into a pickle. Pickle Rick! Pickle Rick! 
Oh my gosh! Uh, I'm not uh, There's a whole thing I can go into about Rick and Morty, but oh, jeez. I saw a guy at the Renaissance Festival with a pickle tattoo on his leg. Like, it was on his calf, and I'm like, Pickle Rick! He goes, you know, I love that I got this, and that's all people do, is they just shout Pickle Rick when they see it. He's like, it makes me happy. <laughs> but, I was like, well, yeah, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, I see a, something with Pickle Rick, I yell Pickle Rick, and I'm not wait. a big Rick and Morty fan. But if you think about the cartoons are for kids, The Simpsons. Rick and Morty's not. The Simpsons, King of the Hill, Futurama, Rick and Morty, Vox Machina, they are not children's shows. No. At all. Literally the first five minutes of Vox Machina has boobs. Right? And an F-bomb. I was like... Yeah? uh, I had my my younger niece... They're drunk and cutting people's limbs off. And you're just like, hmm... I had my younger niece and nephew at my house. I'm like, and we're going to... Uncle different Tim was show. not D- watching. Different, different show. Yeah. Uncle Tim is not watching that. Neither are you. And... Um... <laughs> I will watch that later. Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse. Oh, my... Really not a good show. Jeez. Metalocalypse is a whole... I do love the meme, though, from Metalocalypse, where it's like, all right, you all have bad relationships with your fathers. And then just one of them's like, no, I don't. I absolutely love my dad. And it just shows like highlights <laughs> of this guy and his dad like fishing, having a barbecue. I'm like, I love my dad. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Because it is trying to break the trope of the all the big scary metal guys are they're that way because they had terrible relationships with their dads. No. I, there was one episode of Metalocalypse that is permanently burned into my brain and it's just they summon like a demon or whatever, and they have to use, like, the death phones. They're cell phones that are basically just spiked flails that they spin around and throw into the demon's throat. Because they're originally, like, lulling it to sleep with, like, acoustic stuff, and then one of their phones rings, and it ruins the whole moment, and the demon wakes up again. Like, screw it, throw the phones down the throat, and it literally rips itself apart to to get the phones out. Like, I saw that when I was 12. You do what you gotta do sometimes. But I think, oh, like, oh God. I think with Fox Machina, though, I would like to touch on that for just a minute. Because it is... Because it in itself is so... It's a groundbreaking cartoon. Because it was a Kickstarter. It was right. a bunch of people who, who stream playing Dungeons & Dragons on YouTube and Twitch that then became this incredible phenomenon... To the point where their Kickstarter broke records. 11 million. In they less than 40 they hours. They literally funded... The Kickstarter was funded within like 20 minutes. Like fully funded. I I took part in that because I'm a huge nerd for Critical Role. So I immediately went, take my money. By the time I donated, it was over $2 million. And I just read about it on, like, Twitter from, like, an hour ago. Right. Yeah. And by and the time it, it ended, it was at 11 million, and they're like, please stop giving us money. But then it goes, it, it did so much that it was the, you go from the Kickstarter to, hey, we're going to do a cartoon of Vox Machina, but we are going to put it in the 90s Gargoyles-type animation, because that's the animation we grew up on, mm-hmm. which is great. And then for Amazon to be like, hey, guys, we love this. We're going to back it. 
before season one came out, it was the let's confirm for season two. When yeah. season two came out, it was the hey, guess what? We're going to do a Mighty Nine cartoon, too. I'm so excited to see the Mighty Nine. I need my sad wizard boy. Oh, I know. Caleb. So, on a slightly different topic, and we were talking about Joshua Pruitt earlier because of Phineas and Ferb and all these different mm -hmm. things. Yes. As a reminder, in a very not kid-friendly show, uh, Josh Pruitt helped write this called Onyx Equinox. And it's a... Yeah. And we when we had him on, we talked about that. And it's a really cool show. You guys can find it on Crunchyroll uh, still, and strongly recommend if you if you like. Uh, it, it's it's a. I don't want to call it an anime because it's not really anime, but it is it's, kind of anime. It's an American anime. It's it's, an American. Yeah, it's anime. It's a anime ish. It's on Crunchyroll. It's an anime. Well, okay, I'll I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, there's. Uh, I think there's like 15 or 18 episodes. It's hard to tell because Crunchyroll doesn't put them in order. Um, but yeah. But yeah, there's there's a whole bunch on there. But yeah, go check that out. And he's written some of that stuff. And yeah, it, it's uh, it's a cool story. And I think that if you if you like, I'm not comparing it to Vox Machina uh, because that's unfair to a lot of on a lot of different levels. But if you if you like the same type of adult animation, mm -hmm. it totally transfers over. The only other thing it. I want to touch on with Critical Role is not only was that Kickstarter incredible, mm -hmm. that Kickstarter also then helped them form the, the Critical Role Foundation. Yeah. That then they can donate and make sure that art programs stay in public schools. That is like, cool. That's very cool. They started a nonprofit to help keep art in schools because of how important it is. And also, yeah, that's more cool. things like that. Yes, and also if our little weird nerd voice actors can go and do the things, guys, we can go and do the things. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. That's that's one of the key things about a lot of shows is yeah, you have like the chosen one trope but there's a whole bunch of other mo moments where, no, you have to choose to be the chosen one. Mm -hmm. That's that's yeah. how it works. Mm -hmm. And I love those ones where it's like, yeah, you can, you have all this and you can very easily just not do anything with it. But yeah. as so many uh, superheroes will tell you otherwise. Uh, John wants to do the things. Do the things, yes. Do the things, John. Do the things, John. Also, sorry, I had said last point about Critical Role, but I lied. Not only <laughs> did they get the super awesome anim the Amazon deal, they then had David Tennant and Henry Winkler mm -hmm. and a bunch of awesome other massive names associated with this cartoon. It's just really cool. Henry Winkler plays a gnome character and I love him. Mm -hmm. who, did, who did David Tennant play? One of the dragons. Oh yeah, I forgot that was David Tennant. It was. You know, you know what I want out of David Tennant? A hug. Everything. I'll take a hug. That'd be awesome. Uh, no, but I want him to unironically play a doctor in another show. I think he has. He's... But just I like don't a know bit, that he has. 
like but just like he was but not in, like the not, background of a thing right but i don't want him to play the doctor you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i want him to be a doctor in a like doctor show just like he, they can keep calling him doctor just doctor tenant yeah you know or doctor you know whatever and just you know well we have to go talk with the doctor hey doctor and he's like yes and he's always got like something in his hand that looks something eerily like a screwdriver you know it's a but. it's a it's a really awkward like pen case yeah I, yeah i just i mean just custom pens so that nobody steals his pens so yeah so hollywood make that happen okay uh yeah so car- let's just suffice <laughs> to say that cartoons are for everyone cartoons are also for adults and I think if we've had anything that we can take away from this conversation tonight is that, you know, we've all learned something. We've all gained something. We're all thrilled by what we've watched, what we've learned, what we're watching with our children, you know, uh, along those and things along those lines. All except for Ben, because, you know, there's the no child thing. But, you know, but he, he watches it with Josie. I, I have a I have an adorable little pup. I, that's yeah, why I just think I just included Josie. She's right. So. There she is. She's a little, little curled up bean. Yes. Hey, sleeping. So, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so go, go check out your favorite cartoons uh, during the writers and, and uh, the writer's strike and the actor's strike. A lot of the animation studios were still up and going and doing different things because that's a different contract. And uh, so we're very excited because that means we're ha- going to have some more stuff. And again, like we mentioned, Phineas and Ferb, we're getting more of that. So very excited about that. Now, as a reminder, next week, Monday, we do start at 630 because we have our role-playing game. Uh, game so night! Learned. Yeah, it's game night. And if you have... Us. Oh, the, if Yeah, I know he says it, that it's never his intent, but I also think he lies a lot. Well, I mean, um, I don't think that it's really going to be his intent this time. We are the um, idiots who killed the guy from the Sable Dawn, stole his ship, went to the Comet Planet thingy. And are now trying to just walk into his office. I well, you also got me on that one. I am um, still so confused and concerned as to how we got to that situation when I that was know. clearly the most dangerous option we could have taken. Absolutely, uh-huh. for sure. But yeah, so uh, tune in next uh, next Monday night. You'll be able to see how that all plays out. We do start at six thirty Eastern time, but in the meantime, make sure that you're checking out our new Instagram page. John is is been loading that up with images and all kinds of cool stuff that that we're doing for the role-playing game kind of a behind the scenes thing so if you like tabletop role-playing games that's the the channel to follow everything that we're doing um but yeah so it's at fsf podcast underscore rpg but you can check us out there (laughs) watch to see if the wookiee ever gets to try to seduce darth vader (laughs) probably not a smart move uh, I had seven scenarios planned. I never anticipated this one. No, uh-huh. this this is why you just need to stop planning and just roll with it. <laughs> roll. Uh, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. So, all right. So, hey, let's talk about that's uh, what we're doing next session. The Spanish. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yep, we're gonna all show right. up and just be the Inquisition. Ah, <sighs> so there's that. All right, guys. Last Friday, we aired our interview with author and screenwriter Gary Witta. Gary wrote Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, The Book of Eli, several Star Wars Rebels episodes, and most recently, his newest sci-fi novel, Gundog, which is not about cat cannons. 
No, it is not. But also, uh, it's a really cool story about Max. And it, as pointed out in the interview, you can listen to that for free on Audible or your favorite audio podcast provider. Uh, because when Gary originally did this, he enlisted the help of actor uh, actors Shannon Woodward and uh, Troy Baker to do, go do through it and do it all. And it's built like an audio drama. It's not just a book narration. It's very cool. I've been listening to it uh, through Audible. And yeah, uh, very well done. And yeah, go listen to it on Audible. Go buy the hardcover of the book. Support Gary. It's a It's an incredible book so far. I just downloaded it on Audible. I have not started it because I kind of want to do both at the same time. Because uh, I also recently put in the order. It just because I'm in Alaska, it hasn't shipped yet. It takes Fair like enough. a month to get here. So excited. seven years. <laughs> yep. Literally, I had my bank send out a letter that they said between seven to ten business days. That was three weeks ago. Nice. I know it's on the way. No idea when it's going to get here, so let's go. So Amazon uh, Prime is not worth it in Alaska. <laughs> no, it's there's no thing as two day shipping. It's like two weeks. Trying to or, like I was looking through earlier. The earliest anything could get to me is uh, the 18th. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Uh, but you can find that episode of the FSF Popcast on our YouTube channel uh, and your favorite audio podcast providers, especially Good Pods. Uh, and remember, your subscription to our YouTube channel is a major help, so please don't forget to smash the like button. I had to smash. do that for algorithm things. Uh, no. Uh, click the like button, click subscribe if you uh, haven't subscribed already. It'd be great, and please go check out our Patreon. Uh, really good extra stuff on there, especially from this one. I don't yeah. know how much uh, John uh, threw almost, to the Patreon, but... Almost 20 minutes of behind-the-scenes content. Mm. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff. We had a super long chat with Gary, and there's so much content on there. Um, yeah, some really cool stuff. And some really uh, bad jokes. <laughs> some horrible jokes. Just you're welcome. Awful jokes that are so great. <laughs> they're so they're so bad they're funny. Exactly. So, yeah. All right, but this Friday, as we were, you know, we talk about this every week. Uh, this is the one that's coming up. This is our interview with Gordon Wolvet. You may know Gordon from his time on Bride of Chucky, Supernatural. There's a whole bunch of other things. But more than likely, you know him as Seamus Harper from Andromeda. Uh, we talk about all of that stuff. We talk about his improv work, his his teaching, because he also teaches acting and improv and all these different things. He's always got his fingers in a whole bunch of pots doing a whole bunch of different things. Uh, but yeah, so we talked about all that and his time on Andromeda as well. Uh, it's a great discussion, and Gordon is an amazing guest. And we've got some really cool behind-the-scenes stuff that's going to be uploaded tomorrow onto the Patreon channel. But the interviews themselves, the base interviews, are available right now on our Patreon channel uh, for as little as $3 a month. Why wait till Friday when you can get it tonight for only 3 bucks? And, of course, uh, we do have those links down in the show notes down below for you to be able to click over and go to the Patreon channel. It looks a whole lot like that one right there. Patreon.com forward slash FSF Popcast. So, yeah, and you guys supporting us on Patreon. Uh, we got a couple of new subs recently on Patreon. Just want to say thank you. Your subscriptions mean the world to us because uh, you, you help us make the content. Without your support, um, well, 
podcasting isn't free and all of this stuff isn't free and we love to do it and we love to make you laugh. So anyway, uh, yeah, go check it out. Do the things, buy the things, you know, all the things with the things about the things. And on that very, note, very well said, Tim. Very well. Well, I do my best. Man of many words, most of them. And none of them. Thing. Man of many words, and none of them are good. And on that note, it's time for us to say goodbye to you, lovely people, and we will see you next week, Monday. Goodbye. Bye. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF Podcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSFPopcast. Or go to www.fsfpopcast.com and click on the contact link. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode.